My friends, welcome. There's so much going on with respect to the controlled demolition of our food supply that I scarcely know where to begin this report. In fact, I just realized that it's that itself which is the most important thing to share. That when we step back from these individual things that I'll talk about, that, it, that if we pretend we were some alien species in a faraway space watching humanity, we would be scratching our heads and asking ourselves right now, and rightly so, understandably so, what the hell is going on down there right now? It seems like they've completely given up all hope of, of continuing as a species. They're just stopping their food production. They're not planting their crops in many cases, or they're changing to different things at the last second. They're not fertilizing the crops they do have. The greenhouses that they spent tons of money and years building are empty now because of some economics reason they give for it. I mean, we can give reasons for these things, but they give reasons for killing off their pigs because of Japanese encephalitis, killing off their fish because of bacterial outbreaks at the fisheries. California's not even bothering to stock the lakes and rivers this year. They're just giving up. Texas is killing off their deer. Other places, too, killing off their deer because of chronic wasting disease. Uh, Northern Ireland, killing off their sheep because of cow farts, basically, because of CO2. What is wrong with humanity? They're killing off hundreds of millions of chickens, as we've talked about, as lots of people are now talking about, because of bird flu. But not only that, they're immediately firing all of the workers, hundreds of workers at these factories. This is an example I'll look at today, where a single PCR test, one PCR test, immediately they turned around management, killed off millions of birds, and then fired hundreds of workers that have been there. There's no plan to restart that capacity, obviously. That's just gone now. And they've been investing money in AI to weigh the eggs and all this stuff, but they got the memo. It's time to turn off animal agriculture at this point. Animals are dirty and dangerous. We're figuring out they have antibiotic-resistant superbugs, and it's just too dangerous to continue keeping animals now. In fact, the mainstream media is even running cover stories now, saying it is true that there have been hundreds of fires at these food processing plants, but it's a conspiracy theory. It did happen, but it's a conspiracy theory. It's literally what they're saying. In fact, this article has the Ice Age farmer... Uh, food supply, spontaneous combustion map on it. It's all it's it's conspiracy theories. Uh, the fires did happen though, and they another article. In fact, if you look, this is another key. I've mentioned this before. When you see hundreds of articles coming out within the span of a couple hours that all have basically the same boilerplate text straight from Operation Mockingbird headquarters, you can tell the talking points went out, and this went out today. Uh, a new brand of conspiracy theories around kamikaze planes and food fires. The food processing plants are all, are all conspiracy theories. Tons of different headlines running from different outlets about this food fires conspiracy theory and Tucker is to blame for it. And in fact, even this channel specifically is now branded Russian disinformation. I'm told that if you try and post my videos to Facebook now, you get this warning that uh, Ice Age Farmer is potentially under the control of the Russian government, which is fascinating, and I'm waiting for my check. Now, this should just be funny to me, except it also is still relevant given that the U.S. government just created their board of disinformation. What that means is that anyone who's deviating from the establishment narrative in any way, even if you're just telling people to grow food, like I am, can now expect to be labeled 
Russian disinformation and summarily censored from the internet. But that's to be expected. You can't talk about becoming self-sufficient. In times of engineered food shortages, gardening itself becomes an act of rebellion. And that's where we are now. And that's the bottom line, really, is that when you're looking, when we're the aliens looking at Earth, asking, why are they giving up? What, what is, what's happened down there? When you look at the ending stocks, according to the USDA's latest numbers for the U.S., across nine different staple commodities and oil seeds, uh, corn, soybeans, wheat, oats, cotton, canola, sorghum, and barley, all at relatively low levels and needing, as Naomi points out here, we need a bumper crop. And yet, where are we now? We have supply chain challenges, fertilizer shortages, uh, other inputs shortages, like glyphosate having a force majeure declared on it, tractor parts shortages, cold and a rainy spring, meaning we still haven't been in the fields planting in many cases. That's what these 0% progress means. And so as always understated Arlen Suderman says, this means we're planting in less than ideal conditions and that's going to impact yield potential. In other words, we're not going to get that bumper crop. And that is really the bottom line here is that uh, all the run-up in food prices and problems that we're having already we're experiencing is just the, the bare bones warm-up to the real food crisis ahead. And that's why they have uh, all this stuff in the media about using food as a weapon of war from Russia. That's why Chancellor Schultz in Germany just got up and said we're going to have a global hunger crisis, saying the same thing that Trudeau and Biden have also said now. This is them fulfilling that karmic duty, the lesser magic of telling people what's coming, so that if you now fail to prepare for it, well, you are complicit in our creation of this crisis. That's why they're all telegraphing this right now. That's why CEOs of major food companies like Goya is up there saying we're on the cusp of a global food crisis. This is why John Podesta ran the food chain reaction game six years ago and told us this was going to happen. So for years, we have known that this was in the cards, that there would be an engineered food crisis and it would be used to usher in the uh, total transformation of food that the Rockefellers and the E-Lancet Commission and so on and so forth have openly called for and talked about how they're going to do this. We've known this was coming. The question that remained, or the, the bargaining process, you know, it's part of a grieving process, when you, maybe it's not as bad as, uh, that was going on for me and perhaps for others, if I'm totally candid with you guys today, is maybe it won't be that bad, right? We saw with COVID that they created this thing and they ginned up the numbers and they pushed the fear out to the media and they certainly took control. They locked everything down. But it's not like there were ever really people dying on the streets, right? There were some crazy TikToks out of China, but that we really just didn't have the reality to reinforce the, the media describing this, this total pandemic of, of craziness, right? It didn't stop them from taking control, but there was no real crisis. And I've wondered, would we have the same thing here? Would they tell us there's a food crisis and maybe there's a couple things missing from the shelves, but at the end of the day, it's not really a big deal. We all go home you know, decently fed. Uh, or would it really be the, the full-blown Holodomor depopulation plan? And the, you know, the brutal reality, and, I, and I'm still, you can tell, I'm, I'm slow to want to talk about it. It is a dark future that we are walking into right now. And I am still doing my own bargaining and grieving because I don't want to experience it any more than anybody else does. But it is pretty clear by... The, the things that they have set into motion, at this point we have 
past that point of no return and we're headed for a really hard landing. And so that's why we need to be working as quickly as possible to stand up a decentralized food supply. And so we'll talk more about that as well. But I just wanted to open today with that 50,000 foot view of a species that has not just given up on feeding itself, but is actually actively, aggressively attacking every avenue it has of supplying itself with food. And so it will be left only with those individuals who take responsibility for their own food production. Welcome. I'm Christian. And this is the Ice Age Farmer broadcast. A man makes a living breeding the animals. The state of Texas is trying to euthanize some of them. Authorities say several of the animals have what's known as chronic wasting disease, also known as zombie beer deer disease. I may be broke before it's over, but I don't want you to kill my deer. CWD is a real disease. It's a political disease. A letter in March reads Parks and Wildlife will have to euthanize deer on the property called depopulation. They're using it to put deer breeders out of business. That's my opinion. The Williams have 497 deer, bucks and does. That, that'll break our heart if they kill all those deer. We've offered several alternative management options that would not include complete depopulation. Their herd plans have been ridiculous. I won't sign a herd plan the way they're written. I guess I love deer like I love my family nearly. In Hunt County. I hadn't shed a tear yet. I'm doing all my anger trying to stop them. Yep, so there you hear the gentleman has 1,500 acres of privately owned land, and yet the state of Texas wants to come in and kill his deer. It seems like that's all the government wants to do anywhere is come test animals and then kill them. I'm glad the state is not my doctor. We should probably keep it that way. So I thought the gentleman was well-spoken when he said that this is not a real threat. It is, quote, a political disease that they're using to put deer breeders out of business. Although I will add that it's not just deer breeders, they're actually using this same chronic wasting disease line to uh, affect all hunting in general. So here's a press release from Hardin County, Tennessee, that says, oh, we've detected chronic wasting disease in wild deer, and now if you go hunting, you need to get your deer tested. And that is uh, accompanied by a new map of chronic wasting disease danger zones and restrictions on where you can take your deer after you go hunting. You can't take it out of the, the county in order to help stop the spread and so on and so forth. Again, any one of these things might be understandable in its own context. But when you take the totality of what's going on here, it's just absolutely absurd. It's mathematically impossible. That's all this, all this is going on right now. It's not just hunting, it's fishing too. And in California, they've detected new outbreaks of lactococcus, which is prompting them to kill over 600,000 fish. Now, they killed 3.2 million fish last year, so we're, so we're doing better. But uh, notwithstanding, you can read here, all lots of catchable fish will be euthanized and not planted. So they won't have fish in the lakes and streams of the Sierra Nevada this year. It's also worth noting the uh, pathologists believe that it may have carried into the hatcheries by wild birds, just like the bird flu. Again, that migratory bird vector being invoked here, whatever you believe. Uh, it's not just on the West Coast also. There's fisheries that are being closed down on the East Coast. This is an article. All the links are going to be below. This is an article about how Canada had planned to shut down all of their salmon farms, although now that's being pushed back in the courts. But don't worry, there are still other efforts to make the case that the whole eastern seaboard has been overfished and that we need to just stop fishing for the next couple of years here. Just as we enter a global food crisis and Justin Trudeau is talking about food shortages, 
let's also shut down the fisheries. Right? You can't make up the kind of policy decisions. And there's there's many more here we'll have to talk about, unfortunately. Now, I mentioned this one already. This got a lot of press because of the disgusting way in which, in which the birds were killed with a ventilation shutdown. I don't even want to talk about that. What I want to focus on is the fact that as soon as, and you can read here, let me blew it up. As soon as they detected a single case of bird flu, this large billionaire-owned chicken facility um, turned around and killed 5.3 million hens, and then within the hour after that was done, turned around and fired off over 300 workers that have been there for years. So clearly they're not going to restart that production. And the question I'm asking is, who made the call to this guy who owns Rembrandt farms, but also basketball teams and other things, uh, and said, you need to shut down your farm because you don't get a single PCR test back and then kill millions of birds and fire everybody. Especially not if you know you look at this company, Rembrandt Farms has been putting millions of dollars into AI research. Here, here's an entire piece about counting eggs with AI and all of the investment they've done in how to count eggs using computer vision. He expects it to pay off in the next, here's a quote, I expect this to pay off for years to come, and then a single PCR test destroys the entire operation. It's a pretty interesting event. So all of these things are worth considering. Of course, they're pushing hard on the bird flu narrative. There was a human uh, transmission, zoonotic transmission to a human in Colorado just the other day. So we'll keep an eye on that. I want to talk more about the planting delays, because as we mentioned, our ending stocks for grains are low. Uh, The rest of the world is having... Bad seasons, China's are the worst ever season. Ukraine and Black Sea is completely offline. South America has been riding down their yields. And so all eyes were on America. And now we're having a cold, wet spring. Farmers are unable to get into the fields. And this is on top of fertilizer shortages, uh, other inputs being unavailable. Um, so this map from Arlen Suderman was indicating that planting progress is way behind where it should be. Now this has have, I've seen other years where we were way behind and made a huge comeback. So this alone would not be a nail in the coffin. Um, just to, to be very clear, this is not doom and gloom. Look at this one data point. We're going to freak out. No, it's they could come back from that if it weren't for all these other things like the fact that we can't get inputs and fertilizers for our crops. Uh, and so here's some farmers on Twitter who are saying, I'm not going to be able to plant this week. It's raining again. Now it's going to be at least mid-May before we can get in the fields. And that really is starting to affect yields at that point. Uh, Nebraska as well. It's totally underwater there. Not much planting going on this week. So this combination of weather warfare, fires at food processing plants, and other economic warfare that's just unbelievable. The the damage is unbelievable right now. Illinois, also offline. Uh, Winter wheat still falling further in its condition. I mentioned before it was the worst in 10 years. Now it's the worst since 1989. Multi-decadal, poor weed quality. Um, you'd think the government would be trying to put more acres into action instead of putting more acres into conservation. That request was denied by the Biden administration. Canada went a step further and said, we need to stop farming grains because they're a major source of carbon emissions. So again, it's like I said at the outset, when you step back far enough, you see a controlled shutdown of food production, all according to plan so that they can transform the food system like they told us they were going to do in the Rockefeller reports. If you step back far enough, it's all very clear what's going on right now. Uh, Ireland making that same 
trade-off saying we need to get rid of sheep because they have too many cow farts. And so we're going to get rid of a million sheep over the next few years here in order to meet our climate targets. It's just staggering. But the most uh, egregious example of new legislations and bad policy decisions around the food supply that I've come across in the last, I don't know, six hours was uh, this one from Victoria, Australia, where they're talking about uh, amendments to agriculture legislation. And the bill goes into quite a few aspects of how they can are taking more control over food production uh, able to walk onto farms without presenting id if you give them the wrong answers you're going to be fined eighteen hundred dollars instead of ten dollars and they're going to call it misleading information now so all of a sudden we're really the farm police here we demand accurate answers we no longer even need landowner consent before making uh, samples of your crops or your livestock we can just take your animals and kill them. Do whatever you want. They're really aggressively taking control. This again, there's like I said, there's so much to cover right now. This deserves a video all to itself to mobilize people in Australia to keep this from happening in Victoria. If you do that video, send me a note and I'll sp spread it. We all need to be talking about this right now. Uh, IceAgeFarmer at ProtonMail.com. The same is true for this series of stories. The fact that the media just ran a blit hundreds. You can do a search right now for food plant fires. And instead of seeing all the fires now, you'll see the hundreds of articles saying, look, nothing to see here. Quote, experts say there's no truth to rumors. Ah, oh, I feel so much better. This, there's no truth to this rumor. Videos, quote, no, people are not setting food processing plants on fire. No, <laughs> it reminds me of the headline language that they used around the uh, mini ice age. No. The earth is not heading for a mini ice age. When they put the negation right there in the headline and they publish it from hundreds of news outlets on the same day, within hours, you know this is a talking point that went out, this denial. It's amazing to see. It's, it's informative to see that. So leave it there. Uh, and that goes out even as there are even more fires. Just in the last 24 hours, right this, this morning, there's been one in... Uh, Fresno, California, and another one in a bakery in the UK, which is not pulling up. So, uh, and it's affecting things, right? You can call it a conspiracy theory or not, it doesn't matter. The, quote, fires at food processing plants are resulting in result reduced capacity delays and layoffs. In fact, one food processor had to go ahead and lay off their entire workforce of 230 people. So it's like the chicken fires. It doesn't matter. We can debate who's doing it or why or whatever you want all day long. The bottom line is this is impacting the food supply. And you need to be growing your own food today. And so with that in mind, I will ask you to join Ice Age Farmer Telegram at t.me slash Farmer, off of which there are a series of groups like gardening, birds, beekeeping, canning and preserving your stuff. All of these chat groups that are all about how you can start growing and preserving more of your own food and get away from these toxic systems of enslavement that are now under complete attack, that are being dismantled before our eyes, right? Food and energy and everything that, that we've been enjoying is going away. Uh, just today in the beekeeping group at IAF Bees, this image was posted showing uh, a Swedish beekeeper who had created a local currency based on honey because it keeps forever. So he created something called the clover. I think this is, a, I, I think seeds also are a great alternative currency. Remember, they were one of the first official currencies, barley, as a matter of fact. 
but many others since then because they are a store of value and they're highly portable. Seeds are a great currency. I don't care if it's honey or seeds. I'm just saying that you need to be growing your own food. You need to be getting away from these currencies, which are being destroyed and replaced by the central bank digital currency, perfect control mechanism. Uh, You need to get off of their power grid and either not care about electricity or figure out other ways of generating it from water or whatever. Um, Get away from these systems and then start building communities rapidly. Right now, I think everyone can see the threat. And that's why this is a different conversation than it's been. Everyone can see what's going on. They may disagree on why it's happening, but it's clear we all need to be moving rapidly towards... uh, decentralized systems of self-sufficient communities and uh, that's the only way we have a future for our kids at this point so folks let's go build those futures you can find this report on iceagefarmer.com you cannot find my videos on youtube anymore you'll need to check out that website or bitshoot.com slash iceagefarmer for the years worth of videos about the destruction of our food supply who's doing it and why and how to fight back So see me there. If you value this broadcast, if you appreciate this information, then you can help me keep it running. There's a few ways to do that listed at iceagefarmer.com slash support. And I very genuinely appreciate your help. Thanks for watching, folks. Be well.